Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Jesus. Today we're going to reflect on a short few verses where a mentor calls something out of the one he is mentoring. And so the title for today is A Soldier, An Athlete and a Farmer. If you're new to our podcast, oh man, it's so good to have you. Thank you so much for, for just downloading this, listening to it. As far as possible, we release this every single Tuesday. And the point of our podcast is just to grab a cup of coffee or tea, hot chocolate, um, and let's just spend 15, 20 minutes together speaking about the things of God, how we can better know Jesus and reflect him. Perhaps you're listening to this in the car on your way to work or dropping the kids off at school. I hope that as we go through what we're going to go through today, this gives you something to chew on, to, to ponder on during the rest of your week. So whichever uh, platform you're on, please subscribe to the podcast and uh, let's dive into today's session. The context for what we're about to speak on is an amazing relationship, right? This is one I think so many of us want to experience, but so few of us actually do. Paul, the, the man who wrote most of the New Testament, has been mentoring Timothy for a while. And there was this dynamic of mutual love, respect that flowed between the two. Paul knew what Timothy was going through and as such could write to him and give him advice that was applicable to him and his context. He wasn't distanced from him. He had relational connectedness. And so he knew what he was talking into and what he was talking about. Before we even get into the passage, can I ask you, do you have a Paul? Do you have someone who knows you well enough to speak into the areas of your life where you need wisdom the most? Someone who, when they call you on something, you don't get offended by it because you know they love you. Do you have a Paul? Secondly, do you have a Timothy? Do you have someone who you are pouring yourself into? You may not feel qualified. I know many of us are like, oh, what do I have to give? What do I have to offer? Uh, you might think you've been, you, you haven't been in this Christianity thing long enough to mentor someone, but you'll be amazed at what God can do in and through you when you decide to invest yourself into another human being. And so before I even get to the passage, maybe can I encourage you, who's your Paul and who is your Timothy? Anyway, Paul writes these words to Timothy. 2 Timothy 2 verse 3 to 6. It says this, share in suffering. I mean, that's not encouraging. Uh, don't, 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 that's, not, that's not one we put on bumper stickers or, or cards, but listen to what he says. He says, share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. So let's, let's unpack this for a bit. Paul writes to a young follower of Jesus, a leader uh, who, who has a position of influence. And he says, you, Timothy, you need to have three aspects to your character. You need to operate within three dynamics. There should be these three aspects to who you are. And in turn, each of us need these three aspects to our characters. This is not saying you need to have more than one personality, okay? That's not what I'm saying. It's also not saying you need to be one person to one and another person. No, what I'm saying is, is our character needs to be a mixture of soldier, athlete, and farmer. We need to have this beautiful blend of soldier, athlete, and farmer in who we are in every scenario. So what does this mean? What does it mean to be a soldier, an athlete, and a farmer? Well, number one, a soldier. What is a soldier? A soldier is someone who is employ employed in an army of some kind. A soldier knows that battle and conflict is part and parcel of their world. And as such, they are people who know a few things about the fight. Firstly, they know who the enemy is and who their ally is. 
They know also what they are fighting for. They know that fighting demands sacrifice. Conflict is never comfortable. They know what to focus on and what to tune out. In the battlefield, if you can't focus, you are going to get in trouble. And they know authority and they know how to submit to authority. Can you and I answer and, and say that we are a soldier? Do we know what it means to be a soldier? Are we men and women who understand the things that I've just mentioned? Do we know who we are fighting against? Do we know who we are fighting with? I think, I think sometimes we get these two things mixed up. Who or what are our, sets, our sights set on and, and who are we shoulder to shoulder with in the battlefield? Are we willing to pay the price for what God's calling us to? And do we run when conflict gets uncomfortable? Do we, do we avoid conflict? What are we focusing on? Are we focusing on the things that everyone else is focused on? Or are we focusing on the things of our king and his kingdom? Lastly, do we understand the authority we're under and, and, and the authority we carry? A soldier knows that this, what decisions they can make and what they need to escalate. In our world, do we know what we can take authority over and what we need to take to Jesus? A soldier is also someone with a level of maturity. In Israel, they used to count men from 20 years and older because they were then considered to be old enough to be soldiers. In our, case, in our country, in South Africa, that age is 18. Once you're 18, you can get into the army. Different nations have different ages, but there is a cutoff for every army because the, the thing no army wants is to have boys fighting in a men's war. No, no army wants adolescents, men and women that are too young fighting in a, in a war that requires maturity. Are we mature in our faith or are we still operating in maturity? Paul was quite rough on people who hadn't grown in their maturity. Paul, Paul reserved some of his worst criticisms for people who had intentionally not matured. A soldier risks the lives of others when they act like children. The trenches of war demand that we grow up. And so the first thing we need to understand is that a soldier understands battle, understands fighting, but a soldier also understands maturity. This does not mean we become boring. Some of us, we equate mature with boring, but it does mean we know what we have to do in the moment. Maturity means navigating the battle well. So that's what a soldier is. And, and I wonder if you have those aspects to your character. Number two, an athlete. An athlete. The second aspect here is the idea of an athlete. An athlete, Paul says, is someone who understands the rules of the event they are entered in. Just like soldiers, the athlete is someone who sees things a specific way. An athlete knows the importance of training. An athlete knows how to compete in their event. An athlete knows the prize is worth the effort. And an athlete is disciplined and disciplines themselves in accordance with their event. What does this mean? Not every athlete looks the same, right? One athlete may look completely different from another athlete simply because they are training for a different event. You and I know this, right? If you watch the Olympics, the shot put athlete looks very different to the high jump athlete. A golfer looks very different to a prop forward in rugby or a defensive lineman in American football. So you train according to your event. We train as athletes according to our calling. However, every athlete knows and understands that their race, their event, demands a specific kind of training from them. What training does your calling require 
you to do. Perhaps God is calling you to a space where you need to be equipped in business. Perhaps your calling means you need to train your prayer muscles or speaking muscles. What training do you need? An athlete also knows the rules, the boundaries within which victory is possible and beyond which victory is cheap and meaningless. An athlete knows the boundaries for the event they are in and for their good and for the benefit of the entire event, they operate within those rules. Where do you struggle with some of the boundaries in your life? How do you see the boundaries and, and the rules? In our world, many people see any form of rules and boundaries as limiting and unjust. But it doesn't matter how much you want to abide by the rules of cricket, if you're on a rugby field, the rules of rugby are the ones that matter. It doesn't matter how much you want to play basketball if you're on a netball. We can't try and change the rules of our event because we like other rules better. A farmer understands the rules that navigate, uh, sorry, an athlete understands the rules of the event they're in. Lastly is the farmer. Paul says that a farmer should enjoy the produce of their own work. A farmer is intimately aware that he will receive a harvest if he takes time to work at sowing. A farmer is under no illusions when it comes to the connection between harvest and sowing. A farmer, just as an athlete and a soldier knows certain things, a farmer knows certain things. A farmer knows the value of hard work. A farmer is not after fame or fortune. A farmer understands seasons. And a farmer understands the connection between work and faith. Is there a farmer side to you? Do you have some of these things as part and parcel of your character? How do you view work? How would other people describe your work ethic? Are you satisfied with putting in a hard day's labor, even if no one will ever know your name? Often no one knows the name of the best farmer in their country. If I were to ask you right now, who is the best farmer in your country? Many of us would go, I have no idea. Dear, farmers are not after fame, but they can, we, we can often say who the best sportsman is or celebrity. A farmer understands that there are seasons to, to work all out and there are seasons of waiting. There are seasons of sowing, there are seasons of reaping, and there are seasons of pausing. A farmer knows to rush a season might ruin a harvest. And so they learn to operate well in the pause and in different seasons. A farmer knows that as hard as they work, God still needs to provide. I love this thought from Mark Batterson. He says, pray like it depends on God, then work like it depends on you. It's not either or, it's the combination of the two. And farmers understand this. They pray hard and they work hard. So today as we close, how are you with regards to the soldier side of you, the athlete side of you, the farmer side of you? Perhaps and I think this is true for many of us, one of these three comes easily. One of these, th one of these things is our natural default. Perhaps you're naturally e more inclined with the soldier, the athlete, or the farmer. You, you, you probably have a natural disposition to one of the three, but equally, there's probably one of the three that you really struggle with. Perhaps you struggle operating within the boundaries of the rules. Perhaps you struggle to engage conflict, or perhaps you struggle to work hard even if there's no reputation there's no fame attached to it today i'm not degrading you today i'm not berating you i'm asking can we look at our character and say okay how am i doing on the soldier front on the athlete front on the farmer front am i someone who is pursuing a, a holistic character or have i overemphasized one at the expense of the others so god today i pray
that each and every single person listening to this, journeying this, that we would all have aspects to our character that are soldier-like, athlete-like, and farmer-like. And that as we go through this day and week ahead, that you would remind us of this word, soldier, athlete, farmer, and that when we do something, we would see one of these three things come out. We would see the soldier, the athlete, the farmer come out of who we are. We pray this in your name, Jesus. And I hope that's encouraged you. I hope that's given you something to think about this week. And we will chat again next week on Coffee with Jesus. 